welcome to the Messed Up Mustard Bottle Podcast. I am here with my friend. Yeah, Nathan of the uh, Cactus Hugs Podcast. So before we get started, um, we want to pray. So if you'd uh, bow your heads with us and we'll walk into the throne room of God together. And dear Heavenly Father, as we approach your throne in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to first thank you for the day. Thank you for one more day that we get to, to dive into your word and we get to share your word with other people. And I, I thank you for Brother Nate over here and, and all the things that he's done in order to get uh, this podcast off the ground. And I thank you very much for putting him in my path. And I pray that... Uh, you put your hand on this Bible study so it goes the way that you would want it to and that you would have our, our hearts and our minds and our ears open to uh, interpret and receive the word and not just receive it, but be able to articulate it and to share it with other people as we go about our ways. And we ask all these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So the subject is uh, John. We're going to mm-hmm. tell you a little bit mm-hmm. about John. Um and then uh, we'll eventually get into the first chapter of John. Yeah. So, Nathan, what do you know about John? Well, uh, John, what, uh, I know that John was uh, when Jesus, when Mary was pregnant with Jesus, um, Elizabeth? Yeah, Elizabeth was uh, pregnant with John the Baptist at the same time. And so John's basic mission on this earth was to usher in Jesus, introduce Jesus to the world. And so um, so John uh, grew up and he actually started uh, living in the wilderness. And he had nothing but like animal skins and the word of God. That's all he had. And um, pretty simple life. I mean, Bear Grylls couldn't do it. I bet he couldn't do it. He's wearing coats and stuff like this. And he's got a, uh, a camera crew and stuff like that. But uh, this guy only had animal skins. <laughs> <laughs> only laugh at Bear Grylls. You're going to have a... Granola bar there, Barry Grills. I've been eating cactuses out here. Anyway, so uh, so John is in the wilderness. He's preaching to people. He's baptizing people, hence the name John the Baptist. And so this 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 was pretty interesting because everyone else was just living normal lives, right? It's pretty interesting if you were like living in Milan or Sandusky and there was a little patch of forest and there was a guy living in there. I'm pretty sure I mean, somebody would call the cops. Uh, yeah, the cops would come out and it's like, hey, uh, who are you, bud? And so that's actually what the Pharisees did. They sent out people and, and they were like, hey, who are you? Are, are you a prophet? They even thought, oh, what was the prophet? Elias or something like that? Elijah, I believe. Or, yeah, or something like that. He was like, well, hey, are you, are you the prophet or are you the Messiah? And we'll definitely get into... Um... Who that was. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely clarify that. Yeah, so so John the Baptist is there. They're asking him all these questions. Are you the Messiah? It's really interesting the way he talks about Jesus. He's, and, and, and John, I think he's one of the few people in the Bible where they don't talk negatively about him. I think. Because everyone else, like King David and stuff, they, they messed up at some point. 
But I don't think John the Baptist, they, they describe him messing up, except for him questioning right before he, he was going to be put to death. He was like, he, he sent out a letter or a message to Jesus saying, are you really the Messiah? I just need to know. You know, that's the only thing. And um, we'll definitely he, have to get into that, too. Yeah. Even though he was doing this, um, the way he described Jesus was like, look, I'm just a man screaming in the wilderness. Right. And I'm, I'm, ju I'm just this I'm just this dude in the woods. And he was like, but the person coming, the person coming, I am not even worthy to uh, unloosen the latchet on his sandal. Is that right? Yeah. I'm a, yeah. yeah. So uh, this is him <clears throat> describing Jesus. And he was like, look, this guy's coming. You better get right. Because not only is this, is, is he, um, but, you know, he's, he's not just some guy. He, he, the kingdom of heaven is coming. Now he is coming. The Lamb of God is coming. Repent. The, the interesting thing for me about John is that I had been reading the Bible a long time and, and um, started in John uh, when I started getting serious uh, uh, about the Bible. And I hadn't really um, connected these two things until I got asked a question. Okay. That question uh, led me to go search it out and... Uh, most folks may have skimmed over it the same way I did, so just so that you don't, let's get that out there. John the Baptist is cousin to Jesus. Okay. Um and we'll get into we'll get into that. Elizabeth was cousin to Mary and uh John's little baby spirit actually knew who Jesus was before he was even born. And I'll show you where that's at. But let's get into uh, that wilderness thing. So just to give you an idea of how crazy uh, John must have looked to what was then civilized people. So if you turn your Bibles to Matthew uh, chapter 3, verse 4, it will say this. Now I'm reading from the New uh, King James Version. It says, Now John himself was clothed in, clothed in camel hair, with a leather belt around his waist, his food was locust and wild honey. So uh, here comes this guy. If it was me, I'd just be eating the honey. I'm good. <laughs> here comes this guy. Thanks for the honey. Walking out of the woods, and he's got he he's got a beard and wild hair, and he hasn't groomed himself in quite some time, I would imagine. And he's got this honey and locust just sticking his beard, looking super crazy, telling folks that Jesus is coming. You know. And and the Sadducees and the Pharisees must have definitely been taken back just by the sheer look of this man. Just the sheer locust breath. <laughs> <laughs> it's sweet and bitter at the same time, huh? Now, uh, in in seven, and you drop down to verse seven, it says, "But when he saw the many Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said, you broad of vipers.'" Who warned you of the wrath to come? Now I think that needs a little bit of explaining, because uh, why they were coming uh, was to be baptized because it was the end thing to do, that's, like that's, popular thing. That's like if you had like, um, like, 
you had like a, a Lamborghini, right? And everyone like, oh, this guy's so amazing. And this, this guy gives so much money to the poor people. And then you walk out of your Lamborghini and everyone's just like fawning over you. And then a homeless guy goes like, dude, you viper. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say to me? <laughs> And that's that's exactly uh, the the like this homeless guy losing a shoe, dirty clothes, holes everywhere. He's eating out of the garbage, and he walks out, and he's just like, "Dude, you're ugly, and you're in this fine suit, and you're just like, what?" Well, that's that's what the Sadducees and Pharisees were. They were uh, they were taking advantage of the of the people and their position, which is why later on they had Jesus killed because he was speaking truth to power and not like today's truth to power he was legit speaking truth god's truth to power and um here come this this wild man and he just comes out calls him the broad of vipers you know because he knows that they're not living by the, the the same mosaic law in which they preach and um and, and there's no deodorant out in the desert <laughs> So, I mean, John was essentially uh, paving the way for uh, what Jesus would be doing. And, okay. Uh, Jesus ends up uh, telling the Sadducees and Pharisees exactly where they where they stood and uh, where their position was, and he, he held nothing back, neither did John, uh, and which later on got John beheaded. And we'll, we'll get into that before we get into the book. Um we, we are reading John, or are we reading Matthew? Well, uh, in order to understand who John was, you have to, you have to go back to Matthew. Okay, that's, where, that's where you get the description of John. And also in Matthew uh, 14, 1 through 8, tells you about John's death. Okay, and then do, did you want to read John like at, a, at an, uh, the next episode? No, nah, we're probably going to get into the, the, the first chapter. We might not get through it, but we're going to get into it. We have to. Okay, yeah. Uh, so John's death, uh, and you'll see what I mean by truth to power here. Uh, if you go to Matthew um, 14, uh, 1 through 8, it'll read like this. And at the time, Herod the Tartaric heard the report about Jesus and he said to his servants, Is this John the Baptist? He is risen from the dead. Therefore, these powers are at work in him. Now, John didn't rise from the dead. This was, a, um, this was an assumption by Herod because he had put John to death already. And when he heard about Jesus and he was confused, like how can John be out there doing the works? that Jesus was doing because John wasn't doing them. He was already dead. Now, how do we know this? This is how we know this, right? So, uh, in verse 3, it says, For Herod had laid hold of John and bound him and put him in a prison for sake of Herodus, his, brother's, his brother Philip's wife, because John had said to them, It is not lawful for you to have her. Now, right here, John tells Herod, that Philip's wife and him should not be together because they were they were laying with one another, for lack of a better term, they're having a uh, an adulterous relationship, and John went and spoke truth to the people who had the power to take his life literally, uh, didn't care because the the law is the law and mm -hmm. Christ is Christ. So if you if you go down a little bit further, 
And it says, although he wanted him, <clears throat> he wanted to have him put, it says, although he wanted to put him to death, he feared the multitude because they counted him as a prophet. Now, this is the problem with mob rule today, right? So he wanted to put John to death. The mob rule, which means that it's, it's majority rule. If the majority say so, it, it gets done, which in, it saved John's life here. Uh, but when Jesus goes to the cross, the mob rule helped get him crucified. So you see how, yep. uh, how, how detrimental and how dangerous mob rule is. Yeah. You know? and it's, uh, it's, it's the same thing in our, in our own history. We've had that in the past where people, innocent people have died just because there was an angry crowd. Absolutely. They, they, they actually uh, ripped people out of prisons. I mean, I remember, I mean, I don't want to get into a racial thing, but I, I remember in, in history class where they would tell me, so when an African-American was arrested, they wouldn't have a trial. The, the sheriff would actually let him go, and there would be a mob waiting outside for him. And, yeah. and the law would be thrown right out the window. And, and how how wonderful it is that we don't live in that time anymore. But if you want, but that uh, that that if you want to talk about evil, that's evil. Yeah, and that's and evil. It, it goes it goes further back than than that. I mean, if you look at the Salem Rich trials. Um, oh yeah, that's there's that's another example. I mean, they they burned a lot of people for sake of being a witch, and the, and the only way that you could prove that you weren't a witch would still kill you. Uh, so. Yeah, it was like they threw you in a they threw you in a lake, chained to like a rock. They put your hand in boiling water. They like pricked it. They 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 took like a sharp needle and, and pricked a mole. And if it bled, you were a witch. And it's so, like, and, <laughs> and here's this here's, isn't science, <laughs> right? And here's and here's the thing is that there's a lot of people that turn away from the Bible because of the way that men have used the Bible, right? Um, but you, you have to understand that you can't turn away from the truth because a man used the truth wrong. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that people who know the word will use it uh, in, in wrong fashion. And, and you see that with the Sadducees and Pharisees when they try to get Jesus to stone the harlot. You see it with Satan as he tempts Jesus. He misquotes the word. Yeah, he, actually, he actually stopped the mob rule. Because that, there, was, there was a bunch of people that grabbed uh, a woman that was caught in adultery, a mob. And said, "No, we, we should kill her." And Jesus was like, "We're not doing that." Right, and and here's the thing, and that's the role that, that we're supposed that, to play. That's not what I stand for. That's the role we're supposed to play as people. Is that it doesn't matter how many people are doing the wrong thing, you by yourself stand up and do the right thing, no matter what the cost. Because if you if you truly believe in Jesus Christ, nobody really dies. We just change locations. So what do you really sacrifice? You can stand up. Do what God told you to do. And that's what John did. And John uh, was beheaded for it. And you can see that here um, in verse 6 of 14. It says, And when Herod's birthday was celebrated, the daughter of Herodus danced before him, and it pleased Herod. Therefore he promised an oath to give her whatever she might ask. So she, having been prompted by her mother, said, give me John the Baptist's head. And in 9, it says, the king was sorry, nevertheless, because of the oath and because of, of those who sat with him, he commanded it be given to her. So, 
John dies because he spoke truth to the people who had the power to take his life. But he knew it was against God. He knew it wasn't supposed to be happening. And regardless of what people thought or how many people around him thought that it was okay to live that way, he went out and told them exactly what needed to be told, said exactly what needed to be said. And because of the scorned woman was caught in what she was doing, she prompted her daughter to, to ask for the head of John. Now, how appalling is it that you used your child to get a man killed? And, and humans don't act any different today. They really don't. Okay. We've learned almost nothing. No. Uh, these things still happen. Um, there are so many inst uh, instances where the law is thrown right out the window. No one cares. Uh, and the law will only, well, not only, but most of the time the law will be upheld if it benefits someone that has more money. Or, uh, and, well, an angry mob, really. I mean, uh, they'll, they'll just throw out the law. Or they'll use the law and bend it and twist it to get the desired, re desired result. There's, there's so many times where, and that's the problem. The law is the truth, but the problem is the law is held by human hands, and the human hands are flawed, right? Human hands are flawed, yes. Yeah, so, there, I mean, I, I just watched a video of a, of a woman that their child um, died in a car seat because of negligence. Negligence. And they described how that child, I'm not going to go into detail, but they described how, she, how uh, the little boy died. And she was supposed to get 35 years. Well, I think they, they passed the law about if a child dies in the car seat, it's not that, it's, basically it's not that big of a deal. Instead of, she was sentenced by the judge for 35 years. She only served three. And see, that's the thing. I mean, that's, that's not justice. We have not, and I'm not, I'm not going to get into how we haven't because that's for another episode, but we have not put the emphasis on the sanctity of life, uh, child's life, uh, folks with Down syndrome, Alzheimer's, whatnot. We do not hold the same sanctity of life that God does, and we should, and, uh, and we've gone so far from it. Yeah, I mean, the law is, is truth, right? The law is supposed to be seeking morality and truth. Absolutely. Okay? But like I said, the problem is, is that it's held in our own hands. And our hands are flawed. However, we have a belief that the true law is held by the true God and that God is not flawed. Absolutely. But here's the problem. We all, we've all broken the law. And we're, yeah, we have and, all sinned and come short and of the glory of God. And because he is the true judge, uh, a good judge, a good judge will uphold the law. The law will up be upheld. And so that that's the, the, then we would have to pay for the transgression of the law. However, there was another way, a substitute. Someone to pay the debt. Yeah. So that was, that was Jesus Christ. He died. And so the law is satisfied. So now he's still a good judge, but he also gets to have a personal relationship with us at the same time. 
which is amazing. But we was talking about how John knew who Jesus was uh, in the womb. And if you turn to uh, Luke chapter 1, uh, and we're going to read verse 13 because um, it tells you that John was um, prophesied by an angel to Zacharias. And uh, maybe one day we'll sit down and we'll talk about Zacharias' um, his penance for his unbelief. You said 13? Uh, one. Luke chapter Luke 1. chapter 1, verse 13. Yeah. And it says this. But an angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. I, 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 it was actually kind of funny. I, this was one of the funniest things I read in the Bible. Zacharias like, started doubting the angel, and so the angel basically said, How about you shut your mouth until this baby's born? And he couldn't talk. Yeah, okay, he, so he, what, 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 yeah. He's, what he's talking about is down in verse 20. It says, But behold, you will be a mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. That, that is, so that here's is a, the greatest. Hey, man, shut up. Here's Zacharias. <laughs> he's, got, he's, got, right, he's got no voice. Yeah, he's just... Kind of sitting over there like, whew. His servant's coming. Hey, so what the angels say? Bro? Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and today, uh, today, you know, we would think that he was being uh, facetious or rude. He'd be like, don't even talk to that guy. He doesn't, you know. After a couple of weeks, the servants were like, you know, Zacharias hasn't told us to do anything. I kind of <laughs> like this. Just, so, just leisuring around, you know. So, I mean, uh, the point of that would be simple. If, if God tells you to do something... Do it. If he tells you he's going to bring something, believe he's going to bring it because uh, the 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 opposite side of that is you terrible. You like to talk, don't you? Uh, I know you do, Joe. I do. <laughs> uh, so in in Luke chapter one verse thirty nine um, is where you see that uh, Mary goes to uh, see her cousin Elizabeth, and uh, what it says is now Mary arose in those days and went. Uh, unto the hill country with haste uh, to the city of Judea and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened, Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary and that the babe leaped in her womb. Elizabeth, right? Yes. And okay. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and then she spoke with a loud voice, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. So John, being in the womb of Elizabeth, Jesus got close in the womb of Mary, and he leaped in her womb. So he, he knew at that moment that Jesus was the Messiah, even before he was born. And that's great. I think we're going to have to uh, take a break. We'll be right back.